In this episode, I want to go a little bit more into depth into Cucumber, which is a behavior-driven development library. Now, I've covered Cucumber in the past in episode number 155 and also episode 159, but here I want to go a little bit more in depth and also show you uh, a gem called Pickle, which goes along with Cucumber and makes some things more convenient. So in here, I'm actually going to generate a new Rails application from scratch called Store. So this will be basic e-commerce type, type application. I'll open that up. And in here, I want to go to my test environment config file and then include a few gems in here. So we're including RSpec, WebRat, Cucumber. Uh, and we've done these before in the earlier episodes of just including these gems in our test environment. And finally, we also want to include Pickle. This is a new gem which I'm going to be using in this episode to make it more convenient to generate active record models through Cucumber. Now let's make sure we have those gems installed with Rake Gems install and then setting our Rails environment to our test environment. Good, so it looks like we have all those gems already installed. So next, uh, let's generate our Cucumber setup files. Uh, this is basically what I've done in earlier episodes as well, so check that out if you aren't familiar with it. And this big blinking warning just basically says it's assuming we're using RSpec because we have that installed, and, and we are here, so that's fine. Now I also want to call script generate pickle here as well, and this will generate uh, a few extra files, uh, in particular this pickle steps rb which is very important to give us some more convenient files for generating active record models and I'll show you that in a bit. So now our application is pretty much set up so next let's generate some of the functionality. Uh, I know I want to have a product page which shows some detailed information about a given product like a show action in a product's controller for example so let's first uh, generate a product model Let's choose RSpec model called product, and let's give it a name and a price. And then we'll migrate our database, and then clone it for our test environment so our Cucumber specs work. And then we'll generate a controller. So run script generate again with RSpec controller called products controller and it'll have a show action. So let's define that behavior in the show action under our Cucumber features. So we want to do some behavior driven development here so let's call it uh, display products dot feature. Now for time's sake I'm just going to paste in the feature definition here because what I really want to focus on here is defining the scenario uh, which is the show action uh, behavior that I want in my controller. So to do this I'm going to have to create a new product and then check to make sure that the show page is displaying that product's information properly. And this is where Pickle comes into play. Uh, Pickle is really great for generating models through Cucumber. So if we take a look at the README, which I'll link to in the show notes here, uh, you can see that it provides a nice some nice step definitions in Cucumber for generating models, like given a user exists or given a user exists with the name Fred and activated as false, and so on. 
And the nice thing about Pickle is that if you have factories installed in your application, like Factory Girl or a Machinist, it'll automatically use those when generating the models through Cucumber instead of just generating them from scratch in Active Record. And if you take a look at your picklesteps.rb file, which was generated earlier through the script generate pickle command, you can see that all the steps are just defined here for Cucumber, and they're actually pretty simple. So uh, I encourage you to check that out, and you can kind of use these as a template uh, for customizing them if you need to. But we don't need to get into that here, so let's just continue on and stick to the defaults. So let's say uh, we need a product to be created here, so given a product exists uh, with name milk and the price is $2.99. And then once we have that product record, we want to go to that product's show page in the controller. Uh, so when I go to the show page for that product, so normally this would be really difficult uh, to do, but Pickle has a nice little convenience way of doing it uh, because it has a key way of referring to a product you just created. Uh, and I'll show you that in a bit in more detail. So, and then finally, I want to, s I should see uh, milk and I should see 299. So let's put milk within uh, an h1 tag and give 299 dollar sign in front. Now I don't expect this to work but let's just try running our features and see what errors we get. The dash q option is just making it quiet so it's a little bit more uh, brief in the report and as you can see we got one error message here saying that it can't find a mapping for the show page for that product doesn't know how to convert that to a URL path. As I've shown you before, you can edit the paths.rb file, which is under the features support directory. And this way you can define, basically map uh, the generic descriptions like show page for that product to a specific URL for cucumber steps. Now let's make this a little bit more generic so we can say the show page for really any kind of model in here. And we're going to use a feature of Pickle that Pickle provides called model. It's just a method called model. And you can pass anything in here, like a string called that product, and it will return the last product model which was generated by Pickle. So we can just return the argument which is passed in here through the regular expression. And this way, we'll fetch an instance of the last product which was generated through Pickle. And then finally, we just want to return the path to go to the show action for this model. And a nice generic way to do that is called polymorphic path. And that's just a method, a helper method Rails provides for accessing uh, the, U the URL to the show action for that given model, basically. And we could try running this again. And we should get another error. Okay, this time it's undefined method product path. So it's working so far, it's just we haven't defined our routing to go to that product's controller. So let's go to our rouse.rb file, and actually I like to replace the entire thing with just a simple map.resources calls. So map.resources products, and that will route it to the product's controller. Let's try running these features again. 
and this time is now saying it should see the word milk under the h1 tag. I can't find it. And this is what we expect because in our products controller, the show action is just completely blank right now. So uh, let's just generate a product instance here, finding the product with that given ID. And then instead of our view, we want to display uh, the product name in here in the h1 tag. And in here, let's just display the price number to currency method. It's always helpful. There we go. And let's run our features one more time here. And now it passes. So we've successfully implemented our show action for our products controller using pickle and the nice convenient way to reference the product that was just generated. Now pickle also provides a convenient way for generating multiple models at the same time as well. So let's say we want a page which lists all of our products. So let's make a new scenario here for list products. And we would want to say, um, given the following products exist. And that's the wording to use for the scenario, the, the, the cucumber step. And then we can supply a table here where we define all the column and attributes. So let's say our name and price. And let's add a few records here for milk. 299 and uh, let's add a puzzle that's 899 and we can clean this up a little bit and then say uh, when I go to the list of products then I should see uh, milk and I should see puzzle and when we run our features again we get an error, of course, saying that it doesn't know how to map the list of products. And so we'll again need to go to our paths file and add one for here. Now, I don't know about you, but doing this all the time for all these different scenarios can be kind of a pain. And so I actually think it's all right to just refer to uh, the URL inside of your cucumber steps. And that way we can just make a generic one called uh, go to path. And let's actually add some quotes in here. And then just return the path given. So that way we can go to a specific URL directly from our cucumber steps at any point. So we can say go to path slash products and you refer to that instead of the list of products. Now, I mean, this is a little bit controversial. Some may prefer this, some may not, but I think it's actually a good thing to do because these are high-level tests that we're trying out here, and uh, that way it also simplifies the entire path mapping process. So now when we run our features again, we get an error saying that the index action doesn't exist in our controller, and that's what we expect because it doesn't. So let's just generate this real fast here. Create an index action, we'll fetch all the products, and then generate a view here. And then it's easy enough in here to just loop through all the products and then display them just like that. And now when we run our features again, uh, they all pass now, so it's all working. Now I want to finish off this episode by showing you one more little cool feature 
called table diffs. And this isn't something specific to pickle, it's actually just something that was recently added to Cucumber. And it's a really nice way to compare the data inside of an HTML table. So what we could say is in our feature uh, scenario here, let's say, uh, let's generate a new step called, then um, I should see products table, and then define a cucumber table here. And so that means we're looking for this data inside of an HTML table somewhere. Now this step definition I just created here is something I'm going to have to generate. So I can do so under the features step definitions directory. Let's just make a new file here uh, called product steps. For the sake of time, I'll just paste in the step definition of what it should look like. So I should see a products table and then our expected table, which is the table we defined here in the scenario, we need to call diff on it and compare it to the HTML table uh, with the ID of products. So I actually need to define that ID on a table here with the content inside of it. So it might just say table ID is products. Let's add a row and a cell in here for the name and another cell for the actual price. Let's use number to currency on here. There we go. So now it'll look at that products table, convert it to an array, and then compare it to the expected table back here. So let's try that out. And let's run our features again here. And I should see a products table. It's not identical because, well, notice here, the difference is the dollar sign here. I didn't put it inside of my scenario definition. So let's just add this dollar sign here and then try running our features again. And then we'll notice, hey, it passes because now our table definition matches. Now you have to be careful though, because if you have any HTML content in the table, data here. So let's say, for example, let's link to our product here. And then notice that when we run our features, now the table doesn't compare because, well, we have the link HTML content that is comparing inside of the table there. So to fix this, we can go back to where we define our table comparison step here and change the code a bit so we're actually stripping out the HTML tags before we actually do the diff comparison here. So first we just grab the HTML table as an array. We loop through it and just strip out the HTML content and then do our table diff. So that means now when we run our features again, hey, all of our tests now pass because our table now matches as expected. So the really nice thing about this table diff technique is that you're really comparing everything exactly as it should look on the page. So you could, for example, just change the order that the products appear on, on there, and then it would require that to match that order. You could not display some products in this list, and then if the table has those products, then it would uh, raise an error there. So it's a, it's a really nice way to do a comparison exactly what the user is seeing on the page there. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope you found it helpful. Uh, I know this was a bit more advanced than normal, but so if you are kind of a beginner at Cucumber, then I, you can check out the earlier episodes that I've done on it, but hopefully you're able to follow along.
okay, I lied. I'm not quite done yet. There's actually one more quick tip I want to show you. And that is if you're ever trying to debug a problem in Cucumber and you can't quite figure out what the problem is, you might want to try calling then uh, show me the page as a Cucumber step in your scenario. And what that will do is when you run your Cucumber features and it gets to that step, it's actually going to open up the web browser, assuming you have the launchy RubyGem installed, and it'll actually display what Cucumber is seeing at that moment, or WebRat is seeing. So it's a pretty awesome way to debug a problem you might be having there. So you might want to check that out.